Hi, listeners, and welcome to this week's episode of Start Somewhere for Marie Claire with me, Sarah Vaughan. And this week, I'm so delighted to be joined uh, by a very special guest who I've been longing to meet for some time. I'm a huge fan of her business. Uh, and that my guest this week is Charlotte Sturk, who is the co-founder and CEO of Handbag Clinic. Welcome, Charlotte. How are you? I'm good, thank you. It's really wonderful to, to have you with us. And your story is absolutely like amazing. And you know, as you know, my first question is always, how did you know where, how and where did you get started in life? So where did you grow up? And and, and did, did you have an early love of handbags? So I am from the northeast of England, um, which isn't always thought of as the most glamorous place in the world. But for some reason, I, from a very young age, was very into fashion. I can remember arguments of what I was going to wear to nursery, kind of obsessed. <laughs> and I um, also really loved handbags. They're, you know, even from being on the playground, my godmother bought me this you know, tote handbag. And it wasn't obviously a designer, but it had somebody's name in it. And um, I'll never forget kind of these girls coming up to me and taunting me for this handbag. Like, oh, you know, girls at eight years old didn't carry handbags back then. And um, me flinging it over my shoulder and being like, well, it's designer. Like it wasn't designer. <laughs> very much have, have always loved handbags and been very obsessed and the second I could afford an actual designer handbag, as soon as I got my first job, that is exactly what I bought. And, and which designer did you did you buy? I mean, tell us about this first handbag. So in Newcastle, um, before Handbag Clinic existed, the kind of the the highest kind of level almost of designer handbag was a mulberry bag that you could get because we only had a house of Fraser and a Fennec. So um, I couldn't quite afford a mulberry at that point. I was only 16. Um, so I bought a DKNY handbag. And that's where I started this kind of idea without knowing it of like flipping a bag. So I would buy a bag, I would wear it for a while, and then I would sell that bag to save up a little bit more to buy the next one until I kind of worked my way up from there. And Eventually, I did get a mulberry uh, within a couple of years. <laughs> Amazing. What a cool story. I'm just absolutely loving this. But you didn't go into handbags first. You, you, you went into a career, is it in pharmaceuticals? So, yes, um, I joined um, kind of working in local government and worked my way through there and into the NHS. And by the time I was like 24, I was actually kind of a, a senior buyer in the NHS. So I was responsible for <laughs> millions of pounds worth of spend. And um, it had a team of, of people working underneath me to make sure that the NHS was kind of buying, had everything that it needed and, you know, was buying the right products. And I think at that time, it... Um, you know, there was there was changes being made within the NHS. And I, obviously, for someone who's seen it firsthand, being on the wards, what everyone's going through at the minute, I can't commend them enough. And I can just imagine on top of that, all of the scrambling people like me in the background, making sure they have everything they needed. And that was kind of my job. And um, it was it was really, it was tough and it was a big eye opener. So I do have to say, 
I am thankful that I'm handbags now rather than rather than in that industry because it must be really, really tough. Yeah, must. Absolutely. And so there you are, you, you're gaining a lot of buying experience, you're understanding kind of how to operate teams and, and kind of like, you know, but, you know, you still had this love of handbags uh, going on in the background. Yes. Um, so my husband started a company called Furniture Clinic and they make all of the products that we use in our clinic. And they began to get some um, requests through for handbags. And so they were kind of repairing handbags and they did create kind of the handbag clinic name and were um, like doing things, but quite on a very small scale. Um, And I actually, one of my designer purchases that I had got from from, um, working was I'd went to a, I think it might've been Vista Village um and there was this Luella handbag and I've been told how you know Luella was going to be the next big thing by the sales consultant I totally got like hoodwinked a little bit but (laughs) (laughs) the next thing so I went oh I'm gonna buy it and it was was about I think about 250 pounds and I was like okay um and you know being younger and and you don't think about these things I um didn't really look after it and I had denim dye transfer all on the back. Where, and, and was that from like wearing it with jeans or something like that? Yeah. Yes. It's normally um, jeans, but it can be any dark material at all. Um, but it was, in my case, some blue jeans that had rubbed all over this handbag. Oh, no. And I um, was wearing it at work. And my boss at the time said... I um I've seen this kind of van driving around with and I'm sure it says leather repair on it. I'm sure it, it's something to do with that. Why don't you ring them? And she wrote the number down on a post-it and gave it to me. And this was when I was about, this was probably when I was around eight, 17, 18. And uh, I didn't know that she'd actually gave me the my future husband's number all those years. <laughs> That's so funny. That handbag actually started kind of the conversation off as well between us, really strangely enough. It's it's just a, right. a, a small world. Yeah, and how did you end up meeting him if you didn't call him? <laughs> so um Newcastle, as I say, is a small place, and um there's not that many bars that are particularly cool and trendy all of the time. I think it's came on a long way since then. But um, and obviously not at the moment. Um, yeah. But we were just in a bar, and I was there was nowhere for me to stand. You know, when it's really busy and you're getting kind of jostled around. And um, he, he said to me, "My friend, would you like to stand in here so that you're not kind of being pushed around?" And we got chatting, and, and that was it. <laughs> you you fell in love over a story about your handbag. I absolutely love it. That's just. <laughs> So, I mean, like this, the handbags really are the golden thread throughout your entire life. They really have. And so, you know, there you are, this love of handbags. You have a husband who, who's got all, 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 all the right kit. So how did you kind of come up with Handbag Clinic together? I mean, you know, what, what, you know and, 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 and kind of where was the moment where you actually went, my God, I've got to leave my job and actually set this up? So I had been kind of... Working in the background with hand, with the handbag repairs element of Furniture Clinic and 
you know, for example, um, I had some Louboutins. So I was like, well, can you not restore my Louboutins? And I was always trying to kind of inspire the, that side of things at the very early stages. And they decided to open our store in Chelsea, which was just going to operate for repairs at the time. Um, and at this point, kind of, I was thinking more could be done. And then the Newcastle store was found and, and Ben showed me this store and it was this huge, beautiful store in Newcastle. And it, but it was huge. And to just kind of sit down with a customer and have a chat about what needs to be repaired, it was too, too grand for that. So um, we had been to Hong Kong and saw a company called Milan Station that were a reseller of designer items. And that was kind of that night. It was like serious talks like, you know, shall I could do that. I'm, I've got buying qualifications. I know how to do this. Handbags is my life. Um, you know, this could be a really great thing. And now you've got something to fill that shop with. Um, at that point, I joined the business to do to launch this buying and selling um, whole operation, and in time, just kind of took on the full clinic and and run everything as a whole. But it, um, it yeah, it was just like it made sense. You know, do you want to buy knee replacements or do you want to buy designer handbags? That kind of couldn't. It was, <laughs> there was no um, competition. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, it's such an extraordinary story of how someone has turned, I mean, really their absolute passion in life into their career and into their purpose. And I, 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 I just absolutely love it. And, and like, I mean, the business, I mean, you, you set up that store on the, on the King's Road in, 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 in Chelsea in London. I mean, that's hugely brave. I mean, the rents don't come cheap, you know, but I mean, you know, Tell us a little bit about those early stages and, and now where the business is size-wise, because you, you've got quite a, quite a few stores now, haven't you? Yes. So um, it went from getting this Newcastle store and the bag sales there were so popular. You know, the buying and selling aspect, this was really, really caught on very quickly because I think it is down to not be, at the time, you couldn't buy those brands in the Newcastle. The closest you could get was Edinburgh or Leeds. But then we found a lovely store in an arcade in Leeds and decided to go with that. Um, and at this time, I looked at Chelsea and I said, but why can't we sell bags there? Like, surely, I know all everyone thinks of Chelsea as being this absolute abundance, but I feel like the world was shifting, even starting to shift at that point. So um, I kind of redid all of the Chelsea store to sell those handbags and it just started going crazy. And I kind of took over the whole business and we, we grew, it's something like 165% or something in six months because it was, I think that, it, you know, women handbags and, and a woman kind of driving is what needs to happen to make it a huge success. And, you know, we got a lot of sneers at first. We got a lot of, oh, but why would I want to buy something that somebody else has had? And we got a, a lot of that across the whole country. And it's so crazy to see in the past kind of 12 to 18 months how that's changed. You know, we do have people who I can have a woman walk into Chelsea who is clearly does not need to shop pre-owned, but they're saying, I want a shop pre-owned to be more sustainable. And to be kind of at the forefront of that journey has just been like really amazing to see. 
Yeah, and 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 I I just love that. I mean, you know, really and truly in this day and age, do we really need to shop new? I mean, you know, maybe occasionally, but you know, like. I mean, how cool that you you know your bags are living many lives and bringing great joy to 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 more than one person rather than being shoved in the back of a, a a wardrobe. And how cool is it that people can actually like find that their belongings are like a store of value and they can actually sell these things and have a market for it. It's also people who um, think that their bag, their, their a beloved bag, is is kind of ruined and they um you know won't be able to use it anymore and they come to us and we can make it look just like new again and I think that to be able to offer people that for sentimental purposes as well as just being you know it's great we get so many amazing stories come through our clinic of why people are having their items restored and it is it's lovely to see I, I mean, I have to say, you, you you know, you have repaired some of my bags and I'm just like so happy. I mean, just like, you know, the, the job that has been done and the workmanship is extraordinary. And actually, yeah, that's very interesting to to know because I mean, it also, I, I'm, I'm addicted to your videos and I have to say everybody needs to watch handbag clinic videos because I mean, this, these are the restoration videos, which are obviously sped up <laughs> quite considerably. But, but I mean, my God, the care and attention that goes into this is, is, is phenomenal. So how do you find your, your amazing restorers? They're, I mean, they're, they're extraordinary. Yeah, we um, have kind of two ways somebody can come and join us in the clinic. We kind of look to go for fashion graduates who've got some, who showed in their dissertation or something like that, that they loved working with leather. So we kind of look at that and they can go on a slightly more fast track program because they have a lot of the basic skills. But we also run apprenticeship um, schemes within the clinic because there's a lot of people out there who are phenomenal at art and have this amazing ability for colours and um, textures and dealing with all of that, but they may not have totally excelled in school. So we bring them on very young, but all of our artisans go through kind of a three-year training programme. And that's kind of the basics. From there, they could decide to become a specialist in exotics or a specialist in working with Hermes or want to kind of we have a research and development team where we kind of trial new products and because we are so closely linked with the people who create our products we actually can very easily make a product that is so say a new branded bag comes out we can make the product that works with that leather and that color perfectly so um it's a development definitely and a lot of training is involved um, wow. i i had no idea i mean i'm just like i mean in total awe. and you've actually formed some partnerships with bag manufacturers haven't you so that so that you are you do have that relationship am i right you know with with some of these 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 yeah these these producers we do yes we um assist on quite a few brands on things to stop wastage so um it might be that some things have been damaged um, in, you know, in storage or in transit and we'll get some kind of like, you know, UGG, for example, one sent us something like 10,000 UGG boots or something crazy too. Um, oh God. Because otherwise those items wouldn't have sold and, uh, you know, we yeah. can fix that. We do that for um, quite a lot of the brands and we also offer services for, um, you know, Things get damaged on a shop floor, things get, uh, a customer comes back and wants something done and it's a very good customer, they'll send it to us. So, yeah, we, we've, some of our relationships have lasted, really lasted the test of time with um, 
for, for a number, a number of years now. Um, the likes of, of Gucci um, has used us on occasion for, for 12 years now. And we've had a relationship with Radley for a very, very long time. That's, I mean, that's amazing. And I had, I, I mean, I, look, I had no idea that you know, you were saving all these, 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 these items from going to waste in that way. That's incredible. I mean, have you ever actually done or an impact assessment of what your, you know, how many bags you save you know, or, or items? But to give you an idea, um, 700 bags at normal time pass through our clinic. So that yeah. kind of, normal that's not your kind of large orders from a, a brand um so 700 bags a month is roughly what we do um so and it's been 400 upwards for the past i would say for the past kind of six six years if not longer wow oh my goodness that's amazing and i was gonna ask you i mean you know, clearly, you know, you, you've been built on a retail model, you know, during these COVID times, there's been a lot of pivoting going going on. And, you know, tell us a bit about how you've gone online and how that's gone for you, because that, that would be super interesting. Yeah. It, it, it's been a lot, of, um, a lot of work, definitely. But we really had a, a very good online platform. It was something that I was very passionate about having from the start and we've always operated under a, um, a model where you can fill in an online form and send the bag to us very, very easily. Um, we have had to kind of ramp that up a little bit. Um, and we, of course, have like all everyone we've on the repair side and um, we've seen a slight you know, decrease in sales because a lot of people do pop into our Chelsea store and, and book in there and without that being open and without people being in London, to be honest. Yeah. But um, buying and selling side is busier than ever. We wow. are up on sales and, and it's been amazing. So I'm just very fortunate that we had those kind of roots in place before this happened because I can't imagine how challenging it would be if not. Yeah, and and I guess you know a lot of people are looking at their wardrobes, you know, with with new eyes, like really looking at them, kind of going, you know, well, do I actually need this really? You know, when was the last time I actually used this and and stuff like that? And and how great that they're not kind of tossing them away, but actually really thinking about like how can I sell it? You know, how can I how can I you know allow someone else to enjoy it? You know, when when you know when when I'm over it, you know. <laughs> And, and we do, we definitely see a lot more of that. And we are seeing people who are like, I'm not using my handbag. It might as well be in the clinic getting worked on. Like, you know, it's not like everyone's out using the handbags every week. So, no. <laughs> so it's a good time to kind of use our services, people making a little bit extra money. But also we've seen people kind of using a handbag purchase as that treat. You know, you're not going on holiday and, and let's, you know, buy something that will hold its value, will, you know, give you that sense of, I think often a handbag to a lot of women feels like an achievement. You know, they save up or they aim to buy this bag. And we have seen a lot of those purchases at the moment. Yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, for, for, for me, I actually look at, if you like, the cost per wear and handbags actually work out as quite a good investment. Because if you buy a really awesome classic handbag, you'll use it a lot. And, and, you know, if you work out what, what the kind of the day rate is, you know, on your, on, you know it, it, it makes a lot of sense, actually, rather than buying, you know, um, 
you know, lots of lots of cheaper ones. Do you know what I mean that you don't like, or you you know, because you know your waste footprint is huge. But also, I mean, you know, really, when you add it up, you probably actually bought five handbags, which equals the cost of of, of, of that bag. So, I'm a great proponent of of like the fewer better <laughs> kind of approach. You know? <laughs> Very much. So. Yeah, I actually often kind of treat them a little bit of as an investment in general. I'll. I'll, I will watch the, the market and see what's kind of trending and I'll buy it then and then I'll sell it after I've worn it for a season when it's starting to come down and and look at it that way as well, which is a really fun uh, hobby to have on the side as well. Yeah, no, it's very cool. I, 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 handbags really seem to hold their value as well. I mean, in, in, in quite an extraordinary way. I think when you when you actually look at look at the prices of things, handbags are, are, are actually very very good in investments. So tell us what, what, you know, you've got to this amazing place. What's the future of, you know, are you allowed to share kind of, you know, what your vision is, where you want to go next with, with Handbag Clinic? Yeah, we are looking to, we are actually on the verge of doing kind of a brand evolution. Um, it's something I've been working on during lockdown. So we are going to kind of, of tweak the brand a little bit. Um, we have a new website launching. And um, we just want to, really become that kind of you know that very approachable best friend accessible luxury fashion um because I find that there is a lot of a lot of people come to us and and they're either scared because you know they're worried what people will think and I think you know people walking into some of the luxury brands do feel that intimidation and we want to really eradicate that because why should luxury fashion be something that you feel intimidated by like explore it and you know we we offer an authenticate service and you know we don't want anyone to feel embarrassed if they're submitting a bag that turns out to be fake we want to help you to combat those fakes and you know there's no judgment here and if you ring our head office there's just a team of like six Northeast girls who just love handbags, who just want to chat. <laughs> you know, they're just the loveliest bunch. And, and we just want to become like that supportive, you know, driver of sustainable, accessible luxury fashion. Yeah, which I just love. And, and you actually brought up a very important point. You know, because handbags are so valuable, um, there are a lot of fakes in 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 the market and and it you know it's something that people you know find quite concerning a lot of those fakes are made in less than brilliant conditions to poorly paid workers and um god you know god knows about the sourcing of the leather um tell us a little bit about your experience with 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 fakes and do you know what I mean just just like how you, you you know weed them out yeah it is um when i first started doing this i you know it, it took a lot of research and it does every day. Every day is a school day when it comes to authentication because the fraudsters are, you know, working on this all of the time as well. You know, that's their goal. To <laughs> so we really have to try and stay just ahead of the curve all of the time. But we've had some really crazy situations. We've had we've been brought into so many family arguments. I can't even begin to tell you. And, <laughs> nieces fake handbags for thousands of pounds and sisters arguing on who bags whose bags real and whose bags fake and they come to us and we have to kind of you know intermediate between them all and be like you know this one's fine and you know try and calm the situation down because people are very emotional towards it and you know at handbag clinic we just 
the checks that are in place and when things do pass through our clinic for the resale side, because everything will be hygienically cleaned and we do carry out cosmetic work, you know, to make sure that people have that brand new feeling when they open a, a bag from us. Um, you know, these guys are working on bags direct from the brands, as I say. Um, so they, you know, everyone is so used to handling these bags and there's so many checkpoints throughout the process. We do everything we can um, to, to avoid that. And, and the girls are so passionate about it. I don't employ people who, you know, nobody's there without that love for it. Yeah. So it's, it's a great little setup we've got, I have to say. Yeah, no, and, um, and, and very, very, very re- reassuring. Um, and, and so exciting about, about, about where, where, where you're thinking you go. Do you think you ever might go into rentals or anything like that as well? That is something we um, have in the pipeline. Yes, it is. Oh, how exciting. I, I, I'm very excited now. <laughs> Fortunately, um, COVID hit at a, at a time when that was, you know, we were on the cusp of it and I've had to prioritise. Obviously, it's important for us to keep our core business running and with the bespoke nature and the detail that's needed, you just, you've got to make sure that's right before you start kind of throwing other things into the mix. <laughs> No, just wonderful. And we're coming to the point in, 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 in our chat now, which is, you know, really what's your top tip, you know, for, for those who are listening? I'm sure there are a lot of people who've got handbags or, or, or want to buy handbags yeah, or, or have designer shoes, you know, as well, like Labutans. So, you know, what's, what's your top tip or, or ask, you know, or you, you, you can give us several uh, for those who listening who want to start somewhere? I think that... Um, firstly, if you have any kind of prejudgment of shopping pre-owned, now is the time to lose it. It is, you know, it is just not the way that, that people are approaching fashion these days. And, you know, the world's going to change without you almost. Um, so definitely consider that. Um, and also, although we are, you know, if somebody does have something at the back of the wardrobe that um, they're not using, I can't even tell you how much joy that might bring somebody else who is just looking for that bag. Um, you know, pull it out. Why have it sat in the back of your wardrobe? Why not make some money? And also, if there is something at the back that's a bit broken and you used to love it and you don't know why you don't wear it anymore for your shoes or your handbags, there are so many options and it's they're always worth investing back into. Handbags and shoes are, are always worth investing back into um, for sure. So I think, yeah, it's just we need to lose this throwaway um, approach that we have to a lot of things. And especially, I think, because of fast fashion, that's been really thrust on us in the past few years. But now we're, we're moving away from that now. Let's restore. And you know, although we do designer handbags, we don't in the clinic. If you just have an old handbag that you absolutely love from Zara, you know, we there's no judgment here. Bring it in. We want to help you. We want to see you keep reusing your fashion items. Fantastic. Charlotte, thank you for being such a delightful guest. And thank you for everything you're doing. Um, you know, as, as I said, I mean, you kind of like saved, you know, my handbags <laughs> in the past. And it really gave me huge joy and relief because I was really rather desperate. So, you know, definitely um you know really thank you for everything you're doing and and for really the the you know the fight you're fighting you know to reduce waste that you know of handbags and, and and shoes you know which are such a store of value and also very valuable and um you know really appreciate all that you're doing thank you thank you and thank you so much for having me